I just like sidestepped the guy and the lower half of my back just went. It was horrible. You tried to, you tried to t- twist. You had to twist your upper torso. Yeah, exactly. And, and my back was like, nope, you're not doing that. One part of your back was like, I'm not coming with. <laughs> basically. I'm going to just stay here. <laughs> and it was incredibly painful. And I basically yeah. stayed in goals for the rest of the time. That's terrible, that is. Have you been to the old, old um, physio about no, it? No, uh, of course not. Because why, why would you do that? <laughs> you are, after all, a British man. Exactly. And I've got like a roller thing. So I just kind of rolled on the floor on it. Oh, you rolled out the back. Okay, yeah. For a little I mean, while. that's better for muscular, like, knots in your muscles and stuff. But, you know, that'll be fine. That'll be, that'll be pretty good too. Like, it's feeling okay. Get it moving. Like, I, I, can't, I can't really bend down properly. Like, if I'm bending down to pick something up, I'm just doing like a full squat. Yeah. As opposed to yeah, just the yeah, classic. Yeah. That's a healthy way to pick the stuff up. Yeah, though. exactly. A, yeah. You're now forced to live a healthy life for a few weeks. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's, that's, that was basically the, uh, the low light of the entire trip was pulling a muscle on my way home. Oh, that's pretty bad, yeah. But, uh, you know, it was great. I really enjoyed it. I got suitably sunburnt and... Standard Colin stuff, yeah. Maxed out the credit cards, which... Standard Colin stuff, yeah. yeah. We're going we're gonna to figure that one out. So, yeah, fun times. James, how are you? Doing okay. I have not maxed out any credit cards. I have not First mark. freshly broken my back in any any sort of way. <laughs> I've still, still got the age-old... You've sat in front of a computer for too many days of your life back back problems. Oh man. I think the thing is, yeah. like that is a serious problem. You do because your work is literally sitting down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been for all the time. I I I, I will now, because I got a bit of extra money set aside, try and invest in one of those like adjustable desks that will let me do some standing work as well. I thought you were gonna say work. like I'm gonna invest in a chiropractor. Get out of here. That would be sensible. I'm just gonna change my work routine. <laughs> But no, so sometimes I already I already have changed that way, but lately I've picked up the practice of uh, kneeling at the desk as kneeling. well, which is really strange to people. That is very unusual. But no, I just get out an old like padded cushiony thing and I kneel on that and do my work and it feels real good. I'm going to be honest with you. Do your toes not get sore? I mean, like, not really. Like, mostly my knees get sore because I'm kneeling on them. My toes kind of just do their thing. <laughs> I'm not like full weight on my toes. I'm not squatting. Yeah, but they're like clearly being squished into the floor though, right? They, my, my legs aren't that heavy. <laughs> I'm not like, like got my, I don't have my center of gravity above my toes. I've got my center of gravity above my knees. Right. Okay. Well, fair enough. I'm, I should... They haven't actually felt any pain or anything. They're just, they just get a wee bit, a wee bit stiff. <laughs> So I'm quite happy with my new routine. And if I can add standing as well, that's three different work poses. And I think that's that's the goal. Switch between those every 40 minutes. Here's a question. I, I may have seen this either in my imagination or a movie, or it might be real. I don't know. Okay. A chair, which is like a hamster wheel. So you're basically in, you're basically like strapped in and you can do like a full 360 in this chair and still do your work. Does that sound familiar or am I making that up? I am just so confused by this concept. Right, so are you talking about absorbing? Yeah, it's kind of like absorb, like you're, but you're strapped into like a like a circular seat or like a, a spherical seat, and basically you could like work upside down or you could like. Wait, adjust- are you talking about the wheel that they use at NASA to make people dizzy? Well, ki- yeah, kind of. 
But it's like, like a triple axle, yeah. triple axis rotating chair, but you can lock it into place. Yeah, just do that. Just buy one of those, man. Right, yeah. So you take the pressure off your lower back by being upside down. Well, of course, that's the solution. Well, I mean, maybe not, but at the same time, it gives you flexibility. I'm far. So long as the computer can, can, can join me in my upside, like the monitor would need to go upside down too. The keyboard needs oh, to come yeah, with actually, me. Oh, yeah, actually, so Get the whole office set up to be like free from free from gravity's like pull downwards and could be in fact securely placed upside down. I'd be all for it. And this sounds healthy. All the blood rushing to my brain, I'll think faster. <laughs> Oh man, right, episode 172 of Seesaw Parade, this juggernaut marches on very slowly. Season um, two continues. Wait, no, season one continues. Season one, man. Come I'm on. such a liar. I lie all the time. Oh, me Why too. do I lie all the time, Colin? That's a good question, and one for another Seesaw Parade Goes Dark episode. I actually have him in my short-term future goals, <laughs> a plan to start like YouTube videos where I try to not lie. <laughs> Well, that's one way to start a show. I'm Colin and he's lying James. His name might even be James. We don't know. Nobody knows. Nobody knows any truths about me. I'm a, I'm a mystery. Do you know, James, here's a, here's a fun story. At the wedding I was at in Delaware, right. there was uh, the, the bride's nephew was there who was called James Colin. What? <laughs> it's like... Hey! Did you tell him that you listened to his podcast? And I was, and then obviously he was like really. He was maybe three, right? And I was in a, it was, I was like a sweaty mess in a kill. Yeah, you just confused and scared a child. Like looming over this child called James Colin, going, "Do you like my dress?" <laughs> <laughs> so he was he, basically. I asked him a question, and he he ran and hid behind his mother. That makes sense. Uh, to be fair, so that was um, That's what I do too. That was an experience. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Also, don't wear a kilt in 33 degree heat. It's disgusting. Okay. Or just get a lighter so, kilt. Get one of those that's like a, a bath towel, a beach towel. Get a beach towel. Do you know, towel, actually, it wasn't, it wasn't actually, I've got two of those, actually. Uh, it wasn't so much the kilt. It was actually just the humidity of it. Yeah, it, I reckon a kilt keeps you cooler than people think it does. Yeah, yeah. I've been on some seriously hot summer summer weddings and, like, if I take my jacket off, I'm I'm golden. Also, I realise I've got another wedding two weeks tomorrow. Yeah. And then I've got your brother's wedding, and I've got another wedding before the end of the year, so I'm going to have lots of... This is a very wedding-filled year, yeah. It is, absolutely. We should do, I've got we another, should like, do two next year. Seesaw Parade wedding, wedding live. <laughs> okay. <laughs> to add to Seesaw Parade, Drugs Live, which may or may not happen at some point, and Seesaw Parade after Maybe dark. it's happened already, you just we didn't tell anyone. Very true. Do you know what we haven't done for a while? We haven't done Seesaw Parade with alcohol for a while we should do that beers live beers live yes let's let's do that before the end of the month right because yeah. <laughs> that'll be fun usually is Beer, that's that would be that would tie in well with wedding live we got <laughs> we got a wedding to go to let's just be the entertainment for people that's a great idea yeah. i'm sure michael will really appreciate yeah, that everybody would love to hear us talk about things at a wedding for an hour do you want to know another fun fact the this is the longest intro we've had since last week's <laughs> I may actually delete this this section, but I thought you'd you'd enjoy it. Okay. So whilst in the states, now hold. Please reserve your judgment until I finish the story. Oh, but I love interjecting wait, with funny wait, judgment. Wait. So whilst in the states, I downloaded Grinder. Wait. Wait. <laughs> 
changed my name to Seesaw Parade, no. put my bio as listen to Seesaw no. Parade po- to my Seesaw Parade podcast, and obviously put like a picture of me in the gym. And so, if we have any listeners from America this week, you are most welcome. That's just welcome deceit- to the show. That's deceitful. You deceived people. They're going to think that it's some sort oh. of. I don't even know what that tells uh, how that markets us. What do you think? Right, you know, he, let's run this scenario. Let's let's reverse this. You're you're some guy, or I don't know. Maybe there are girls that use grinder for whatever reason in America. <laughs> I know, and you you see on this thing. Listen to this podcast. You see on this app, yeah. which we all know what it's really for. Listen <laughs> to this podcast. What are you going to think that podcast is? At that That's point. a very good point. I didn't think that far ahead, to be honest. I got, I got no idea what I'm going to think the podcast is. I need to, I need to know. <laughs> so, <laughs> what is your target market? <laughs> just, just like kind of people, people, you know? <laughs> people, people who who enjoy people who know how technology works. People who can download apps. <laughs> forty minutes of two white Scottish people talking for forty minutes. That's my audience. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> Fun times. Oh man, we should pay for billboards yeah. in America, though. For we reals. should. I actually, you know, when I was in uh, when I was in New York, Times Square, there are billboards everywhere, mainly for Spotify artists. Wow. Or rather, those were the ones I was noticing the most. Like the Raconteurs had a Spotify ad in Times Square. Wow. Okay. Like, yeah, we should do that. We should listen do that. to the Raconteurs. Season Parade, the only podcast to be marketed on Grinder. <laughs> Listen now. <laughs> like genuinely, I'm sure other people have done have advertised services or podcasts uh, on Grinder or Tinder. Well, yeah, or whatever no, I suppose does Grinder have adverts built in? I I wouldn't I wouldn't know. It does. It does. I mean, of course you wouldn't know. But uh, whether or not this actually, of course I wouldn't know, Colin. Of course you, you wouldn't. Colin, of course I wouldn't know. That's why I'm, I'm I'm agreeing with you, Colin. Stop it. Of course I wouldn't know. Uh. So yeah. Uh, whether or not this does actually translate to more listeners this week, I don't know. But if you are a new listener from the States... <laughs> if you are listening and you don't mind letting us know that you are a Grinder user who, Absolutely. who found us on Grindr, please get in touch. Get in touch at Seesoperate on Twitter. this is a bumper inch. How are you going to edit this one? There's too much, there's too much goodness in this. Uh, or Seesoperate at gmail.com. Okay, let's just fire straight in then, shall we? Slightly different from most weeks, we're actually going to start with what we've been watching because there have been, or rather there's one big release in the cinemas of the last week, which I went and saw yesterday. Bumblebee. But James, I'm going to ask you first. No, not Bumble. Shut up. <laughs> James, I'm going to ask you first, what have you been watching? I finished watching Westworld Season 2. Hey, welcome to 2017. How's it going? It's going oh, all right. sorry, it was last year, wasn't it? I think it was last year. I'm not sure. It was, it was, it was. The start of last year, maybe, yeah. It's been a while since it came out. I never got around to watching it because I was quite happy with season one. I felt like season one uh-huh. closed the story pretty well and I didn't need to know more. Yep. And now having watched season two, I realized that I was correct and I did not need to see any more Westworld because this season one story ended well and the season two story didn't add to it at all. I experienced nothing new with season two. I will disagree. I enjoyed season two. Um, you're right. Season one is much is much better. And yeah, they could have left it there, but obviously they weren't. I thought it was a good season. I'm not saying it wasn't a good season of TV. I enjoyed it a lot. It is way beyond like Game of Thrones 
in terms of sequel yeah, seasons, yeah. right? This is a good sequel season. It just didn't make me ask any new questions of the world that they have built. I really, really especially liked the episode, which was just the backstory of the the really the the original Native American um, host whose name I can't yeah, that quite was, remember. That was fun, right? That was such a good episode of TV. There was a lot of good episodes of TV, and some characters developed new dark sides, and some characters showed that you can't really change someone's core, even if you try. Uh, but I didn't really, it didn't make me ask any questions, which is why I watched the show in the first place. It was right. to be like, Ooh, what's going on? Oh, how, how do I think about their world now? But it was still just like, humans bad, robots less bad. Okay. How, about, how about that, people? And I'm like, yeah, sure, humans are pretty bad. There was some really good writing. There was some real, real quality moments. The little look into like Logan's past with his father was super good, even though it was a small part of the show. Oh, and that was with... Um... Uh, your Scottish dude, Peter Mullen. Yeah, he was great He's awesome. as well. There was, there was loads of good stuff in this. I would highly recommend watching it. I just, if you go into it expecting it to expand on, on your views about Westworld and the robot universe, eh, it's not going to. But overall, it is a solid one on the scale of, <laughs> am I disappointed? No, I'm not disappointed. I am looking forward to season three, though. Like, yeah, so, season, season three looks completely different in tone and in style to one and two. So I'm going to absolutely watch that. Yeah. Right. Thank you for that, James. Let me, before I talk to you about Toy Story 4, <gasps> uh, tell you about the review that Izzy sent me. Thank you, Izzy. Thank you, uh, which Izzy. She co- I believe she co-wrote with uh, somebody called Dawn, a random lady on Twitter. So thank you, Dawn, for co-writing this. Thank you, Dawn, also. Yes. Uh, this is a, a show about, it's called Perpetual Grace, which I've heard of. Right. Uh, I've not watched. I don't think I've heard of it. So here, here's uh, here's Izzy saying it's a neo-noir thriller series started in June. Um, so it follows an ex-firefighter played by Jimmy Simpson, who of course is in Westworld. Yeah, well, no longer. One. Yeah. In season three, uh, he's, he's saying he's not in it, which is a shame. Yeah. So it's uh, basically he drags uh, another dude into a scheme to steal $4 million from his parents. Uh, as usual, the magnificent Ben Kingsley, who's also in this, okay, yeah, is yeah. mesmerizing in his portrayal of of Pastor Brown, and the story, while slow in parts, is intriguing enough to keep you interested. And Don says, if you aren't watching it, then you are missing the coolest show I have seen for ages. The acting! Exclamation mark. I was hooked five minutes into episode one. I have no idea which way the show is going to go. Anything could happen and probably will. Episode three had me gasping in shock. No spoilers, but definitely try and watch it if you can. There we go. There you go. Yeah. Perpetual grace, everybody. Go watch that was it. way better sold than I sold to you a good season of TV. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Toy Story 4. I went to see it yesterday, and first things first, I did cry. But let me just say... <laughs> was that so the has, You cried right away. <laughs> so has everybody who I've spoken to who has seen this film. Right. Which includes a remarkable number of very, you know, tough men who I would tough regard men as, you know, very... need to very cry staunch, more. staunch men... Stoic men. Need to cry more. It is... You know, as much as I criticised Toy Story 4 when we saw the trailers, we talked about the news of it actually being made as a basically a money-making venture, which it still is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the trailers are still bad. The trailers are still bad. It is actually very, very good. Hey! Is it, is it as good as the original three? No. Oh. Is it still a very, very entertaining film? Absolutely. Hey! Do you know, what's, what's interesting is that it's, it goes completely against the law of diminishing returns. You know, you'd expect the fourth film in a franchise 
Yeah. Looking at you, Fast and Furious, looking or you, any other franchise. Shrek. Jaws, Star Wars. Yeah, exactly. Ice Age. The fourth oh, film the is... The fourth film to come out in the Star Wars universe is The Phantom Menace, which everyone agrees is the best film in the Star Wars. Okay. Sorry, I'll take that one back. But um, yeah, most most franchises with a fourth film, it's going to be pretty awful. But this is... It's just a brilliant film. It has everything. It has a really bleak look at morality, or rather mortality, I should say. <laughs> Not morality. <laughs> Mortality right. and uh, oh, no. the lifespan, the lifespan of toys. It's incredibly oh, no. bleak and dark for a kids' film, but my goodness, it's done really well. The voice acting, the performances, Tony Hale in particular from Arrested Development, who plays Buster, he also is the voice of the Spark of Forky. Yeah, and he's brilliant. Yeah, the whole film, the whole film is excellent. Absolutely, go see it. Okay, two very quick. Reviews now of things I watched on planes. Other reviews. Right. Cool. Let's go. A uh, couple, couple sentences. I finally saw Bumblebee, which is the spin-off slash prequel for the Transformers movies. I thought it was excellent. It's re- like, I know most people will, will take that with a pinch of salt, but let me just say, Michael Bay is nowhere near it. Right, yeah. He's yeah. just like an, ex- he's an executive producer and it's directed by the guy who did Kubo and the Two Strings, which is yeah, one of my favourite animated yeah. films of all times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of all times? Of all times. Of all times. It is. It has heart, it has story. Within the first five minutes, I'm thinking, this is better than any Transformers film I've ever seen. Hey. It just, even little things like the Transformers fighting with each other is done with style and it's visually interesting. It's and it's just really cool. Like, I think I think Michael Bay Michael Bay himself has always been able to shoot the films well. The fights have always l- looked better than other like big giant no. thing fighting giant thing action film. But if this is an upgrade to that, that's interesting. Yeah, Bumblebee goes for a totally different style of basically giant robots fighting. Yeah. It's and I mean this. It's almost like John Wick esque fighting hey. between these robots. Nice. With full-on, like, guns, and it's not just, like, bashing and bashing each other for 10 minutes, which is... I was going to make a joke. Nope. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Uh, bashing each other for 10 minutes. Which, is, nope. which would be, like, way above the average global time it takes to bash. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it's <laughs> So, it's totally new for the Transformers franchise. Haley Steinfeld, as the lead, is phenomenal. And John Cena, my goodness, he is growing more and more into my favourite comedy action star he's so good in this right lastly eighth grade now this is a coming of age film which came out on the same day as avengers endgame right yeah and so, so nobody saw it yeah nobody watched that one then directed by comedian and writer bo burnham oh yeah no it, i remember this one it was well received i wish i wish i had seen this when it came out because seeing it on the back of a plane headrest did not do it justice. It's, uh, yeah, right. It's a brilliant film. It's, I mean, that's the three three absolutely excellent films I would highly recommend. Uh, performances, the writing, the and particularly from the um, the lead character who's thirteen years old. Her dad, who has one of those faces of an actor who I know I've seen him in things before, but I can't remember his name. Well, let's let's quickly wipe out the old Google. Just there. universally, the film the film is awesome. So, so if you're gonna see anything this week. Watch all three of those. You know eighth what? grade in particular, I find really heartwarming. You know what? I'm not even going to finish Googling it because I spelt eighth wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay. James, let's move on. Let's talk some trailers. Let's start with 
Knives Out. Now, this is the star-studded new film from Rian Johnson, who did... Rian? Ryan? Ryan. From... I'm pretty sure she's Ryan. From Rian Johnson, who also did Looper and Star Wars The Last Jedi. Let's yeah. have a listen to the trailer. Oh, okay. I'm Detective Lieutenant Elliot, and this is Trooper Wagner. We just want to ask a few questions. We understand the night of his demise, the family had gathered to celebrate your father's 85th birthday. How was it? The party, pre my dad's death. Oh, it was great. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to request that you all stay until the investigation is completed. What? James, what do you think of this? I mean... It looks really nice. That is a well put together little mid-budget set. Absolutely, and I am all for mid-budget original trailers, original films. This is this looks like something fresh, right? Granted, the who done it getting who done it is normal, but it looks like a interesting take on it. It looks like a fun take on it, and some of these like performances are actually really hilarious already. I had a good giggle. I think some of the some of the editing was a bit weird and some of the overdubbed audio was a bit weird, but aside from yep. that, it looked pretty great. It might be awful, though, because I thought Star Wars was going to be great, too. Hey. It's the sheer strength of the cast for me here. Yeah, yeah, Just, yeah. It's one of these trailers where they list everybody who's in the film in, you know, half second each. And it just keeps like it just keeps going on and on with all these yeah, yeah, huge yeah. names, which is great. Yeah, and everyone's getting to perform uh, a role that they probably don't usually perform or at least yeah several of the people are which is really cool it's always good to see uh daniel craig doing a not bond accent and not bond things he's he's reprising or reprising his accent from logan lucky which is sort of the southern american drawl which is very entertaining he was he's brilliant in logan lucky yeah yeah yeah. i've still not seen that oh you need to see it man yeah, it's great yeah, I'll, I'll 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 take it over at some point when hey, I yeah, eventually no, have the time make a list of all the things you have that I haven't watched then I'll bore them all the list is endless yeah, it is. right yeah. so the only only issue I have with this film and I really like Ryan Johnson Looper is an excellent film yeah the only issue I have with this is that I've seen this kind of film where you've got a star studded cast yeah. and then the actual movie itself turns out to be pretty poor yeah like countless times. Yeah. There's so many examples of films you're like, oh, this is going to blow me away. And it just doesn't. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect this one to blow anything, anyone or anything away, right? But it's Ryan Johnson. I do really like his stuff. I like his style. I think he's got a very good visual style. I think the way he handled Star Wars franchise has made me cautious around him handling things that aren't just well, Looper. See, I would no, I would see, I would see Star Wars as sort of a an exception to the rule because that was a giant Disney franchise as opposed yeah, yeah, to yeah. just. So this is the thing. He's, his own wee indie film. He's got. He's probably got more freedom over this film. He doesn't have to hit exactly. certain story points. He doesn't have to hit certain like worldviews and philo- philosophies. He can just do what he wants and have some fun. Yeah, and you know, there's 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 a good style to the film and it looks like the actors are having a real fun time. Everyone looked like they were having fun, which means that we're probably going to have to have fun watching them have fun. Hey, okay, let's move on to the next trailer. This is the first look at the new Jumanji film called The Next Level. Yeah. Here we go. This next adventure is even more challenging. And remember, the future of Jumanji is in your hands. I have one important question. Who is Jumanji? Is that Barbara's boy? We're gonna die. We did die. Are we in hell? I knew it. Oh my god. 
What the hell is this? It's your strengths and weaknesses. Smoldering intensity? It's a stupid face you make. Huh? What's going on? You having a heart attack? Breathe! Breathe! His whole left side is shutting down. Eddie! Okay, this... James, I would like to hear your take on this. It was one of the only trailers I have seen by stumbling across it on YouTube organically because Jack Black uploaded it onto his own gaming channel called Jablinski Games. And I highly nice. recommend everybody subscribes to, to that YouTube channel. Um, and I thought the trailer was okay. It was fun. Film looks fun. I, I like um, that we've got our two, um, The Rock playing DeVito, which he does like quite, quite okay. He, he's kind of yeah. funny. He's kind of getting some of the mannerisms. And we've got Watch McCullough's face, whose name... Danny Glover. you got Kevin Hart doing an actual really good Danny Glover. So The Rock phoning in a DeVito and, and Kevin Hart really, really, really doing a good Glover thing was a good twist to it. That is a, a good feel to the film. Let me just... I, I don't know where everybody else fits in, but it looks like we're giving people the ability to do things in a fun way. The, this trailer gets two big ticks for me. The first one is that it fails to show you the entire plot. That's good. Yeah, I got no I idea what's going on. I'm on. Yeah, I am unsure how or what. I mean, I know like the very basic premise, but in terms of you know, where's the main character who you see at the very start? Where's he? Yeah. You know, where's the where's the other girl? I don't know. Yeah, no, there's the some people th- missing. I like it. The other box this ticks for me, and I'm being honest here. This trailer made me laugh mm-hmm. out loud, which is very very rare for a film trailer to do, and it's because it, as you mentioned, it's Kevin Hart doing an impression of Danny Glover. And the Rock doing impression of Danny DeVito, and they're playing off each other. And I know the trailers could be edited and manipulated in certain ways, but this actually made me laugh. Yeah, it was it was well so, done. So I'm really looking forward to this. I mean, that's that this trailer has sold me on this movie. Absolutely, sign me up. I'm sold too. Having having enjoyed Jumanji two slash one, I I think it gives us a lot of reason to and to to hope to enjoy Jumanji three slash two. Okay. Uh, even if it did look a bit more actiony, there was a few too many big action shots in the trailer that I'm not so interested in. But that's okay too. You know, it should be fun. Okay, last trailer for this week is Charlie's Angels, a yeah. reboot Yay. of the <laughs> '90s franchise. Here we go. Yay! Welcome to the Townsend Agency. We exist because traditional law enforcement can't keep up. I don't like that boy. You guys are like lady spies. Dane's former MI6. Oh God. What did you do to Sven? I compressed his carotid and deoxygenated his brainstem. Well, that sounds painful. Don't worry, he's gonna wake up. Unless he doesn't. You go with us, you start with us. I I was, (laughs) the editing on this trailer was so terrible. It's it's awful. It's absolutely terrible. It was it was like the very worst possible child of a Jason Bourne and taken <laughs> film coupling, right? You take the editors Feisty. from <laughs> I don't, I don't know. The the emotions didn't carry. Characters like jumped about different emotions and feelings like I couldn't follow this trailer. It got annoying. However, once again, People looked like they were enjoying themselves. So, And that's the most important thing. If you don't really... Yeah, there was no acting that was getting phoned in, so that's super important. Nobody was just, like, doing dumb stuff and making and not selling it. Yeah. The action looked fairly normal, standard. The story looks fairly normal and standard. 
but the the actors they they had a bit of fun. So if you don't really mind if a, if a film has got no big story that matters, and if it's something you've seen before but with different actors, then yeah, this could be fun. Just hopefully the editing in the film is far better than the editing in the trailer. This to me just looked like a generic action thriller it was completely bland it, absolutely it's so bland despite the fact i really like elizabeth banks i think she's super talented at everything she does she touches it turns to gold yeah and some of the some of the cast is quite cool you know getting patrick stewart out there yeah fine but just our main three the, they, they, they did they did their job pretty well absolutely it like, yeah it's a uh, christian stewart is uh is in there yeah, it took a while to recognize her because I'm it just did, that absolutely. slow sometimes. But uh, just like the dialogue that they've used in this trailer is so uninspired, cliched, unfunny. Yeah. I'm just watching it like that. Who who okayed this? This is just really poor and really, you're right, it's bland. It's boring. Yeah. I don't care. I just don't, I, I complete opposite of the Jumanji trailer this just turned me off to it. I thought, why do we need this film? We don't need this film. Yeah, I, I didn't enjoy watching this this trailer at all. Um, it hasn't made me want to see the film. However, I do think people will see the film. So that's good. You know, it's a good thing to have films that are pushed forward by women, ca uh, primarily casting and watching performances of women doing things in the industry standard the standard is just having like some random white guy do it so yeah there's a reason to want this film to be successful but it looks like any creativity that could have happened didn't happen and that's a shame okay let let's move on where time is already slipping away so we're gonna have some real quick fire news here first of all joker now this is the standalone look at the clown prince of gotham played by joaquin phoenix it's already getting a lot of Oscar buzz, and so it's rumoured that it's going to premiere at the Venice Film Festival, which, hey. if you remember last year, A Star Is Born did the same thing. Yeah. And it was also American Hustle did the same thing a couple of years before that. So yeah. this is a real statement of intent for, for me. I find this really interesting because it's a DC film, but it's not in the DC universe. It's a complete standalone movie. Yeah, imagine standalone comic book films doing well. Who could have thought that would work? Oh, wait, yeah, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Ghostbusters 3 slash Ghostbusters 2020. The film has been renamed. So, yeah, Ghostbusters 2020. Yeah, that, I'm sure they'll make a joke about Perfect Vision at some point. I think <laughs> far too many films are going to make that joke at some point in them come next year. They have uh, already cast the two teenage leads. It's going to be two teenagers who find the old Ghostbusters kit. Uh, one of whom is Finn from Stranger Things and yeah, yeah. the lead from Annabelle. Right, yeah. So now they've cast Paul Rudd, who's apparently... Also a teenager. <laughs> who's, a, who's apparently playing a teacher yeah. in the movie. Yeah. So it's just going to be Paul Rudd playing Paul Rudd. It is. And having seen his little public... public, public publishing thing that he did whatever his marketing little video yeah he's just gonna be paul rudd as far as i can tell as much as i really like paul rudd he is another actor who falls into the category for me of just being himself in every movie like in any film i've seen paul rudd in he's just himself yeah which is fine he's fun he's fun he's fun to watch he does he does he is he is a funny guy and he delivers things in, in a way that is slightly different to the standards so i'm okay with it 
However, you do make a good point. I'm trying to think, have I seen him be not Paul Rudd in anything ever? And I think the answer is no. No, he is. No. He's Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd, I challenge you. <laughs> Act okay. in an interesting way. <laughs> Bond 25. It's currently shooting in various locations around the world. And yet production has, re- has kicked back off again because it has. Daniel Craig is no longer injured. Yeah, he hurt his, his ankle a few weeks ago. Yeah. Now the news has come out that uh, the name, which is yet to be revealed, yeah, there was a there was a name given, but it's been scrapped. Aye. It was a reason to die. Yep, but was considered not Bond enough. Wait, hold on. Uh, wh- what do you think of this? How? How is it not Bond enough? Bond, there's like twenty four Bond films, right? <laughs> And they've got the dumbest names in the world. From the get-go, they've got the dumbest names in the world. How is this not Bond enough? I mean, yeah, I suppose it's, it is a bit clunky. I don't like it, but I, I think you can you can just say, I don't like it, rather than it's not Bond enough. <laughs> I think it's because they had like a, they've had a good run of names. I mean, okay, I'm looking right in front of me here. Quantum of Solace yeah, is Right a here, I've name. got Quantum of Solace, which is a terrible name. But things yeah, like Casino Royale, fine. Skyfall, yeah, Skyfall's cool. Spectre's fine. cool. Spectre, Give you that. Cool. Yeah. A fine. reason to die? No. I don't know. <laughs> Octopussy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there is a Bond name for oh, you. Goodness. Okay, uh, let's um, move on. I'm sure we'll hear the Bond name sure uh, soon enough. James, do you know there's another live-action Disney remake on the way? What? No, Disney trying to hold on with a death grip to their IPs. <laughs> And making making dumb films that we all need to watch this again. This one, it's The Little Mermaid. Yay! Oh boy. Oh man. So they're in the middle of casting at the moment. The rumor is Melissa McCarthy is going to play the villain Ursula. All right. Okay. Which, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, okay with that. Yeah, she, I'm sure she'll do a good job. She is sometimes funny. She, sometimes. Yeah. You know, she's she's funny and. She's been in a film or two that I've enjoyed. Unlike Paul Rudd, she does actually have some range. I saw her most recently in Can You Ever Forgive Me, which was yeah, yeah, yeah. snubbed. Well, actually, no, it got some recognition. Richard E. Grant got some recognition for his performance at the uh, the Golden Globes and the Oscars. It was brilliant, and she in particular was excellent. Almost unrecognizable. She does have range, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I, yeah, I mean, as much as I don't care for any of these... question is, can she sing evil songs? Well, <laughs> or will Disney cut out the evil songs from all films James, forever? seeing as today's episode has been full of fun facts, do you want to hear another one? Well, no, I've got a fun question. Yep. <laughs> what on earth do you think they're going to do for the underwater outfits? Are they just going <laughs> to go for the old shells and the nips? Like, do they think? Do we think they get away with that with like live action? Film? No, like, I do, like I think they they were gonna they're gonna have to like update those costumes into the twenty uh, first century. But then surely that is like uh, anti feminist, right? To be like, no, women must cover themselves to a greater extreme than they did in the animated but, film. But if they go for the same animated look, then they're gonna get absolutely slaughtered for sexualizing. Uh, what's see? This is this is my fun fact. I've never actually seen the Little Mermaid. A- Ariel. A- Ariel. 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 Okay, right. Fair enough. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> if they stick with the original look, they'll get criticised for sexualising her. But if they update it, <laughs> what if they do it tastefully? <laughs> Man, I don't. I don't know. I. I don't know. <laughs> they're gonna have to start carrying out the physics of it too, uh, as well. If they if they try to do that, they're gonna have to try and justify how it stays on. 
<laughs> it was a five-minute scene expanding on how the how the shell bikini sellotape to stay on and underwater. Okay, right. We're, we're I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nipple tape. Fast, we are fast running out of time here. Let's just talk about this hilariously awful story about Cineworld in Scotland. James, did you did you hey, read about this? I did. Right. So this is the story. This is, this is an invite for me to tell it. No, it's not cool because I, I didn't want to. This is the story of Robert the Bruce, or rather the film yeah. that was made by the actor who played Robert the Bruce in Braveheart, Angus McFadden. Yeah. Trying to cash in on that one role he's had. Absolutely. So, so he wrote this film and starred in it, and I, yeah. I imagine he produced it as well. It was uh, it was due to be released last week, and some cinemas decided to pick it up for a few showings. Cineworld, however, did not. Wow! Imagine a free market. <laughs> yeah. Now they said it's because of commercial reasons, because essentially reading between the lines, it's a B movie. No major studio has picked it up, and it's a, like yeah, nobody wants to show it. It's an indie film, and the reviews have been pretty awful. However, SNP supporters, including some SNP politicians. We're then wading in to brand Cineworld as unionists Aye. who were deciding to be anti-independent by not showing the Robert the Bruce film. This right. is infuriating to the extent that Cineworld have now backtracked and said, okay, okay fine, we're going to show the film in a few locations. James, I don't even know where to start with this. Well, I agree with the backtracking because if you can get like 5,000 people to sign a petition that says I want to see this film, then Cineworld's like, well, that's 5,000 tickets. We can, we can put it, put it out to be seen by 5,000 people for a day. That would be all right. Well, it's just dumb to suggest that it was them being anti-unionist. It's just business being business. You make a bad film, it's not going to get shown. And it's also the fact that- I don't that want to see this film. At the moment, on the same week as that came out, within just days of it, Toy Story 4 came out, the new Spider-Man film came out, and still in the cinema is Aladdin, Men in Black, even the Avengers Endgame re-release, The Secret Life of Pets 2. The list is endless. Of films that people want to see. You're seriously complaining about a low-budget indie film not being shown because, of course, it's not going to make any money. Yeah. And instead, you claim that as anti-Scottish bias. What is wrong with yeah, people? And I, I don't think I don't think like Scottish independents or Scottish nationalist folks are well known for supporting Scottish cinema. I don't think that's a trick. No, it's no, I they're not. I think that previously I have seen Scottish films that are better produced and have better reviewed than this also flop hard and probably should have not been um, screened because of that. And it's a shame. Like we should really, as a people, support films that are. Um, produced from the start and through to the end in Scotland. Let me, That's a really good thing. Let me just say as well, this was a, it seems to be, a small minority of uh, pro-indie supporters, as opposed to yeah. tarnishing everybody. It's just some loud people. Some loud yeah. people on Twitter. And the, and of course the media picks it up because they don't want the independent supporters to seem reasonable. So, <laughs> so the media picks it up like, all independent supporters are crazy and they want you to have to watch their films. What, they do, what it does though, it just tarnishes the image yeah. of the independence movement because it does, as much as it is a minority... It does tarnish the image and make them seem as some sort of Braveheart, Scottish flag, saltire wearing loonies. Yeah, it does. It does. It does give that impression a wee bit, and it, it at least gives the media the chance to give people that impression. So just don't do that. Yeah, don't I, do however, that. However, if you want to make Scottish films, make them well, right? Also true. And granted, you you don't really have any control over how well your film is going to do if you're only making it yourself, but. 
I if there is if there is a film that is made in Scotland that is good, I will try my very best to watch it. If I hear it is not good, I'm not going to go out of my way to watch it just because you're Scottish. Okay, time is absolutely escaped us here. Let's just run through all these. Let's start actually with Reddit, who quarantined their main Donald Trump forum. Uh, yeah. Because of threats against police officers. This is the, uh, the Donald Reddit, by the way. James, talk me through this. Well, it's, it comes with the latest wave of uh, social media uh, companies trying to enforce their rules a bit more strictly. Uh-huh. I don't think that the Donald has been treated unfairly. I do think, because there's a lot of uproar about Oh, they're trying to silence the right wing. Yep. Everyone's socialist. Rah, 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 rah. How dare you? How dare you? You're all fascists. And granted, there are some left-leaning subreddits and also just some generally all the leaning subreddits who are getting away with similar things like police threats, threats of violence. Yeah, that's kind of what Reddit's for though, right? We do it when we tell people to milkshake people. Um, so we shouldn't be supported anywhere. But, you know, that's fine too. Do, do, do what you will. Um, my main issue with the Donald as a subreddit was that the the moderators um, removed your ability to report things. So an intrinsic part of community-moderated forums is that you can report things that you think are breaking the rules and then the moderation team can find them and delete them. Yeah. So the moderating team removing the ability to report things shows that they are not willing to enforce rules or they don't want to have to enforce rules. So they want to ignore these things. Whereas all the other subreddits, as far as I can tell, the users still have the ability to report things. Yeah. So therefore the moderators will respond to that. So, you know, maybe the quarantine will get unlifted once Donald removes that um, blocking of reporting. And that would be fine because so long as you're abiding by, sub- by Reddit rules, so long as you're abiding by law, you know, feel free to make all the memes you want about, about <laughs> supporting Mr. Trump and have all the Russian bots you want supporting him. Okay, let's move on. Saudi Arabia are back in the news. We just finished the latest G20 summit as leaders of all the biggest nations in the world. And also Ivanka Trump was there. Yeah, yeah. and also one of their daughters. <laughs> yeah, gathered to discuss uh, the big issues of the world. Now, this was then followed by the announcement that the next G20 summit will be held in Saudi Arabia. Uh, which, wow. of course, yeah, is... Yeah, let's show them respect because of all the good things they do. So this, to me, is just like everyone's okay and has forgotten about the whole killing yeah. of Jamal Khashoggi, which Mohammed bin Salman, who's the uh, prince of the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia, uh, was highly implicated, heavily implicated. Yeah. Investigations are still ongoing. Apparently, Theresa May had a 20-minute conversation with him at G20. But all is forgiven. Yeah, no, I don't... Let's all, let's all go to Riyadh. Let's, yeah, let's go, let's go to the people that are literally killing and starving civilians in an entire country let's go to the let's go legitimize this leadership let's go legitimize the whole place and uh, let's sell them all the weapons oh, let's my. go meet with them let's go make money with them it's and fine on a similar note they also essentially vetoed or buried this legislation talking about climate change yeah. Essentially, this uh, it was meant to be a kind of a follow-on from the Paris Accords, which were signed in 2015. But the Saudis were like, oh, "No, no, let's let's just let's just nix that. We're not going to talk about it. And if we don't have a resolution by Wednesday, then oh well, shame. We're just going to have to move on." Yeah, 
And again, everyone was okay with this. Just everyone keeps letting them do whatever they want because we rely on their oil. And yep. they see all the climate change stuff as something that will challenge their wealth because the only reason they have wealth is because of the oil. <laughs> I don't know. Why do we keep pandering to them? Why do we keep allowing nations Money, to money, 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 James. Just destroy... I know, and we make money too. And the conservatives just, just love it. They just love making oil money at the cost of, you know, the entire world. I don't know. Okay. But, you know, speaking of the entire world, I, we had the interesting fact last week that one one cruise company pollutes more than all of Europe times 10 uh, cars. Yeah, it does. The news is also broken that, that the US military, <laughs> on its own, pollutes more than 140 countries in their entirety. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's terrifying. The military, common, like, common, like, well, just like well-known terrorists in the global community are also destroying the whole planet. Never wow. mind just like random spots of it. Well, that's a that's a another fun fact for this week's episode. Okay, we're almost finished, almost there, James. Uh, let's just talk very briefly about post-Brexit fishing. Woo! So the chat was that essentially before the Brexit referendum, that leaving the EU would make life easier for British fishing. However. It's now emerged that actually the whole problem that British fishermen have faced of uh, lessening or shortening quotas and more foreign vessels is actually a British thing. It's our problem. We were the ones who had them, had the quotas, had the licenses, and we sold them to the Dutch and the Spanish. We sold them. What? The British government and British political leaders sold their fishing quotas and then the fishermen complained about Europe doing bad things? Nah, it was the government. Surprise. This is... Yeah, this is news to me. It's news to most people. It's just standard conservative government. They just they keep selling things for short term profit, and then in the long term, we get destroyed. <laughs> okay, and lastly, GCHQ slash MI five. Now, this is a court battle with Liberty, who are a campaign group who took them to court over the Snoopers Charter, which was legislation introduced a few years ago, which essentially gave British intelligence agencies yeah. the power to do whatever they feel like so which they were already doing yeah but, and this is but this then is, it became a bit more legal this is the news that um yeah it turns out legally illegally they've been spying on all of us yeah so gchq and mi5 literally all of us <laughs> yeah they <laughs> they managed to get through Theresa may and, and other people the power to do the things that they were already illegally doing and then do them legally for the, from then on. <laughs> but then they kept managing to keep doing things illegally. Even with the expanded powers, they kept they kept doing things illegally. It's mind-blowing how they can just carry on doing illegal things to all of the people in the UK. Yeah. So and then there's nothing. No trouble. No one, no, gets, no, yeah. no one gets a bother. Nothing, we don't blame happens. the government. No one... Not, We'll just what will happen is the conservatives get more power, and then they expand the rights of it of the spies to keep spying on all the citizens forever. James, are we all doomed? Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm the, with problem, you the problem here, a lot of people say like it's fine because we got nothing to hide from the government. We trust the government, but that also means that you got to trust every single future government. People who are voting the Conservatives and are fine with the Conservatives and the spies under them knowing everything, just what happens if Labour takes over, right? 
Do you also want labor to know all your little secrets? You probably don't, and, for, and vice versa. And for, <laughs> you know, what happens if the SNP manages to get support across all of the UK? It might put some people into seats in England, gets those ones too. Majority government, do you want the SNP <laughs> to have the same spine powers as they do with the Conservative government? Okay. I don't think so. Well, that's been some end of the podcast. James, of course, if they want to find anything private about me, they can just listen to the, to the show. And what if some terrorists took over government legitimately? Like they already did for the last forever. (laughs) Okay, James, how do people get in touch if they so wish? Uh, If you want to get in touch with us for whatever reason... Uh, especially if you're spying on us and want to let us know how much of the like blackmail you've got on us, yeah, you absolutely. can reach us uh, at gmail.com. Uh, I will then tweet out all the blackmail so it's no longer blackmail. Uh, <laughs> you can also tweet us relevantly uh, at cseasoffairate or individually. I'm, I am I go by the, the, the Twitter handle, fairjame, spelled exactly like it sounds. Yep. And Colin goes by Twitter handle, Colin Stone, but spelled weird. Also, James, lastly, Murray Wilson did tweet us a happy whatever. He did. Happy whatever. We're on the go. Speaking of... Thank you, Murray. Please continue to do that. Happy Wednesday or whatever, everybody. Yeah. Okay. Right, James, thank you. This has been a bumper episode. I'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Goodbye, Colin. Goodbye, listeners. (laughs) Goodbye. Danny DeVito. (laughs) 